Father in heaven, we come before you today. We thank you for the privilege of further study. And we gently pray that the Holy Spirit will be present with us today as we, as we go into your word and give us wisdom, give us understanding. And we thank you for it. We thank you for the angels that you send to also. And above all, may it help us, may our faith grow, and may we be able to remember and share with others these important truths. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yesterday I was quite um, nervous at the beginning with the, with the connection. So I put an order, by the way, online. So it's going the connection cable is going to uh, arrive tomorrow, the fastest way to get it um, in in Lansing. So I hope that the older connection uh, continue giving me some kind of uh, input for the ideas. But um, okay, yesterday we were working the concept of emunah, that is faith in the Old Testament, and also the concept of uh, sadak or tzedakah, that is justice in the Old Testament. And finally, we were connecting the the dots because um, probably I will say probably tomorrow. I'm going to, to gather up um, some of the things from the perspective of the Apostle Paul in the New Testament regarding um, the, this concept. Because the, the concept is, is this one, Habakkuk 2.4. A righteous man by his faith, uh, by his faithfulness, lived. A righteous man by his faithfulness, lived. When I was saying man, let me tell you that... Um, in my mind, um, I am not saying where, uh, well, this is only for, for, for male people. No. This, this is very clear in my mind that the, the Bible here is implying humankind. It's implying everybody. It's implying all the people. So, so the concept of emunah, that is one of the elements of the character of the Lord, it's represented. The other thing that we were talking is that um, sometimes I, I think um, that the apostles in the New Testament, they had a fight in themselves regarding the concept of believe and obey. And you are going to see that in the interaction uh, with the churches in the New Testament in the pistols. Why? Because in the conceptual frame of the Hebrew people, believe implies obey. And, and you are going to see that. And, and we are going to enter into, uh, into another dynamic that is going to put you in the speed, on the topic, in a very clearly way uh, that... Um, that probably the other presentations I made before. So, and it's Paul who, in the epistle of the Romans, adopts the clear conception that is reflecting in the following association and also disassociation elements. That is, believe implies obey. Do not believe implies do not obey. Simple, very simple. So, um, sometimes I was thinking, well. Um, let's let's open 
our minds to the dynamics, into into dynamics of the early church, and this is the the dynamic of of the synagogue, of the synagogue. You know, sometimes Jewish people with Muslim people they share certain things in common, and the conceptual frame of the most in the Islamic worship and uh, style of of religious practice, um, it is related with the with the synagogue. And remember something: synagogue is first in time. I'm not talking here hierarchically speaking, but the synagogue is is first. Synagogue was the place in which the people visit um, in a place when they don't have to find a lodge in the old in the old times um, in the towns when you get from a trip the synagogue was the place in which they are going to have synagogue was uh, also the functioning for a council of the local towns and of course when they were far away of Jerusalem it was the place of worship the Lord during the the Sabbath hours. When when you go to the to the mosque, um, they they are going to see certain kind of um, similarities regarding that thing. It, it is quite interesting. Last year, with the um, uh, liaison of Seventh Day Adventist Church and Muslims relation, um, Mrs. Gabriela Profeta, by the way. Then the surname of her is Propheta, no, it's, it's nothing to do with Mohammed or something like that, you know, that, but it's, she is Argentinian background. And uh, we visit uh, the man of Detroit. And, and we enter into the, into the mosque because we are, we are trying to, to bring something for, for them over there. And we had a very, very good conversation. And of course, in, in the dynamic of that, I, I um, began to make some questions and entertain the idea about these kind of connections because um, it, the mosque in the, in the Muslim country function like that. So if a person, hello, good afternoon. Um, if, if a person arrives into a, a town and there is no lodging, no, Nowhere to go, go to the mosque. They can sleep over there for one, two nights, maybe take a shower, you know, use restrooms and so on. And that is the, the functional of that. It's a kind of center of community during the week, worship for the Muslims on Friday and worship for the Jewish in the, in the, in the setting of the synagogue during the, the Sabbath hours. But but the point in which I've been I've been I've been talking yesterday is that is that when you go to the book of Romans, let's let's open a little bit Romans chapter um, um, ten verse fourteen and uh, fifteen. You are going to see that kind of uh, dynamic um, because uh, that is that is quite clear for me that is coming from from that. Um, in the following text for me is clear 
what is what is the main the main topic here because you are going to see the conceptual idea of listening on he or hearing the word of the message and that is coming from the word of God and the bible says how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed and how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard and how shall they hear uh, without a preacher? And, and look, the preacher is, is not the center here. In the Bible, here, it's not the center. And, and sometimes this is something in which we need to, uh, to, to pay attention to, to that topic. And I am talking maybe not only to you guys, but also for the preachers. Because the essence of the preacher is not the preacher. It's the word of God. A preacher without the word. It is, it is, it is a messenger without a message. Because the essence of the message is the word of God. It's the word of God. And how, the, says the next, how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. So here we were building, so the Apostle Paul says in, in verse 17, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? By the word of God. So, in essence, faith is coming from, from where? From the word of God. And the word of God is coming from? From God. And is reflecting the thinking and ideas and mind of the Lord. So, that, that is part of, of, of the topic. And here is the kind of synagogal structure connection here. So, sometimes I'm, I'm thinking it's not about the beauty of the building. Or how much expensive is the building. And uh, sometimes it's not who is the talker. Who is the speaker? It, it is not anything of that, you know, that is that is nonsensical here because the source um, is a preacher that faithfully reads the word of God. And the process, the process of teaching and learning by which the members of a church are going to appropriate and get the idea. It is listening, and the Bible says, um, uh, heard, not read, because probably the audience in those days didn't have the level of education of writing and reading, and that, that is part of the problem of, of that. And what is the result? The result is building up the faith of the church by centering in, in that moment of worship and study of the word and, and learning uh, about that. So, so sometimes when we are 
in the in the church, uh, I like to think that to think that 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 we are like in the synagogue in the in the former times in which there was a reader and uh, and also there were disciples that sometimes were copying the the reading of the scriptures. By the way, that was the earliest transmitter process by which they apply and substitute the early versions of the manuscripts in the Old Testament. So that is that is um, that is interesting. And we were talking um, at the end yesterday, but but today I am I am entering into an, another dynamic in in the same topic. Uh, it is um, it is a metaphor that is uh, sometimes forgotten in 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 our reflection, and it's a metaphor of walking with God. Um, and that, for me, it is where Emunah is born. It's the where and it's the when Emunah faith is born in the Old Testament, in the process of walking with the Lord, walking with the Lord. So let's, let's take a moment and let's open our Bibles and let's go to the book of Job. In the Old Testament, book of Job. And uh, let's read and reflect and begin to think about, about this, this topic. Because it, believe me, it's, it's important. Remember that we are going to trace connections from the Old Testament to the New Testament. From the Old Testament about the essence elements of the faith. And you are going to, to see um, about these things. Verse 1, 2, and 3. Book of Job, verse, chapter 1. Chapter, the first, at the beginning. Book of Job, chapter 1, verse through 3. You have it? So the man is Job, Job, J O B. Thank you. Sorry for, sorry for my English. Yes, go go ahead. One that feared God turned away from me. There were born of him seven sons of Jacob. His substance also was seven thousand It is it is thank you. It is it is interesting this 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 text because um first of all who is a writer who wrote the book of Job um the 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 Baba Batra, by the way, that is one of the of the Jewish writings, says that the book of Job was written by Moses in the desert. And I don't know. Don't ask me that. Ask maybe to to the um, to the Ellen G. White uh, 
center about that because LNG White says the same thing without probably knowing the, the Jewish version. She says that was written by Moses. LNG White says so. If you, if you have a Jewish friend, tell him, look, it is interesting, you know, Babatra says it, LNG White says the same thing. I'm, I'm not going to enter into that too much. Let's go to the text. But here the Bible says first, verse 1, that there are some things in, in the personal character of Job. Um, he was first word is what? He was perfect, upright, and one that feared God and, uh, and was far away of evil, stewed evil, say my um, King James Version here. Second thing, verse 2, it speaks about what? Seven sons, three daughters. And verse 3, what it says? <laughs> okay. So, so verse 1 is character. Verse 2 is family. Verse 3 is about substance, finances, New York stokes, and uh, some kind of uh, having the bank, you know. And, and, and in verse 3 it says, that was the greatest of all the men in the East. For what? For verse 3, verse 2, or verse 1? Oh, yes. Okay. I, I do agree. Hey, I am, I am not defending, I am not, um, Jorge Bergoglio, uh, the Pope Francis that uh, is in defense of the poor to say something against the rich. The Lord wants us to be rich. It's, it's, it's very clear. But you know, our culture, it is in certain sense changing the values. It, is, it, it, it isn't. Because um, if you put here, for me, the greatest thing is that he was perfect, upright, feared the Lord, and is too evil, like the Bible said. But also, somebody is going to say, well, he has a good family. And, and also, he is a rich person. Our culture is changing up, down, all the values. Oh, Job. Oh, Job is in, in people magazines, you know, in the cover. Because he has this, this, this. He is with the talks, actions, and this, and, and buildings in that, and, um, and he's building sun and investing in this. And he is also with an interesting good family. And, and he's a good person. Completely up down. Completely. So this is the culture. But what is the culture in the Bible? It doesn't start with verse 3. It doesn't start with verse 2. 
it wasn't it is starting in verse one it's a person so the rich the rich is a person if we have in the charge we are not rich for our buildings by the way we are not reaching for anything or our systems but by the character of the people that is reflecting this in our church. That, that is our riches. And, and, and let me, let me go into that because in verse four says, and his sons went and feasted in their houses every one his day and uh, probably birthdays, you know, and, and sent and called for their three sisters and eat and drink with them. But look, verse 5. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sacrificed them and rose up early in the morning. Early in the morning. That is, keep in mind that point. Early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all, for Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and, and, and cursed God in their hearts. And this did Job continually. Um, it is, it is quite, quite, quite interesting this. Can, can we think about this process of sanctifying them? This offering of barn offerings, it is connecting our ideas immediately with what in the Old Testament? With the sanctuary service. He was acting as a priest of the Old Testament for, for his family. And he was concerned for not only the, the good style of them, um, was not concerned for, you know, if they were in a fashion style of living, but by their hearts. He was concerned for their spiritual life. And, and that, again, appears that. But, but if you follow in the, in the reading, you're going to, to detect some kind of transition from verse 6 through the rest of the chapter. And, and please, um, I'm, I'm not going to, to read all the chapter. I'm going to, to give you a hint. I'm going to get one point, and I'm going to review that point across the Bible just for give you the picture of the, of the rest. Verse 6 says, Now there was a day when the sons of God come to present themselves before the Lord, sat Satan came also among them. And here is interesting because in verse 7 and verse 8, there is a dialogue in between the Lord and Satan. According to Ellen G. White, Satan um, might be able to approach to certain meetings until the death of Jesus on the Calvary. And, and here was the conversation about, about Job. And that, that, that's interesting. Look, look what the Lord says in verse 7. And the Lord says unto Satan, Whence comes thou? 
Where are you coming from? And then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going on, from going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on earth? And look, look now the description. A perfect and upright man. One that feared God and is too evil. So when, when you, when you read verse 8, with what you are going to connect that with? Verse 1. I do agree. So, the point here is this. It's not verse 3, the point, about richness and possessions and about buildings and, you know, all those things by which a person is going to be evaluated, the Lord is is evaluating what? Character. Character. Please uh, keep that in mind because because that is that is important um, in our reflection on Seventh Day Adventists because um, the Lord is going to look for character. People with reflection of his character, and that is that is important. And you are going to see because this is this is not the opinion of the people. You know, some people today um, in a in a society in which we are very well affected by the social media, we are concerned who who, who the people is talking about myself or the other or this person of the other. I will say this. I don't care. The only opinion and the only point that I am concerned with is what the Lord thinks about myself. And everybody has to be concerned with that. Because the Lord is not going to see how many, uh, I don't know, fancy uh, telephones you might have or, or what is your wellness or your house or if you are with a Tesla coming to camp meeting or a Prius or or whatever or walking or what, the Lord is not is not watching about that. The thing that is He interested is in characters, in characters. So what we need to build and we need to work with is character building and. Um, and here is, is the point. Moses, verse 1 says, There was a man in the land of Uz, whose name was Job, and that man was perfect, upright, and one that feared God and is true evil. From where Moses got that? From the revelation of the Lord. He is building the conceptual framework of the entire book of Job, building up from that conversation in the heavenly courts in which the Lord was talking about Job. And describing that. Perfect. What is, what is perfect? So, 
So here, here start uh, the, the, the dynamics that is important. Because um, when you when you go to back, very very back, and when I say very back, is in another book of Moses, but in the book of Genesis, in chapter five. Open please, book of Genesis, chapter five, and we are going to explore two two verses, and I'm going to work um, here something. That, that you are going to see the relationship immediately. So, uh, and you are going to, to ask sometimes yourself, how in the world this gentleman is jumping from the book of Job, from the book of Genesis? First of all, is the first author. Second, you are going to see that I am going to focus in one characteristic of the character of Job. And you are going to see that characteristic is involved in several of the men of God that walk with the Lord. And you are going to see that immediately. The Bible says, book of Genesis chapter 5 verse 22. And Enoch, what? Walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. 24, chapter 5. And Enoch, again, second time, walked with God. And he was, uh, and he was not for God, what? Took him. The Lord took him. And, uh, and, and here is interesting because in that moment in the Bible appears a metaphor that is the, I call that the halakhic, the halakhic metaphor in, in the Old Testament. The metaphor of walking with the Lord. Walking with God. Why? Because it's going to affect all the sense that we have regarding perfection, justification, sanctification, and several other things. Because the Bible says here, look for Genesis chapter 6, verse 9. Chapter 6, verse 9. Um, this says, chapter 6, Verse 9, these are the generations of who? Noah. Okay. And Noah was what? Just. The word is sadiq. Justice. Just. That is the foundation of the concept of justice is over there. Is sedaka. Remember that. Is is uh, is a just man and what? And perfect. Why? Because in his generations and Noah, what he did? Walked with God. And Noah walked, walked with God. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was just man and perfect. That is Tamin. 
in his generations, and Noah walked halak with God. So when when you see that, it's important because uh, again, again, you are going to see that is part of the dynamic, the halakic metaphor regarding the conceptual and uh, in interrelationship between the Lord and and followers. When you go to the book of Genesis, chapter seventeen. Book of Genesis, chapter 17. You, you are going to find out some hope, <laughs> and, uh, and some dynamics also here, coming from the Bible. And it says, Genesis 17, 1, and when Abraham was 90 years old, and nine, 99 years old, you know, is, is hundred minus one. So are you are you younger than that? I guess, guys. So don't worry, you have enough hope for that. But but see what the Bible says. The Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, "I am the Almighty God. Walk, halak, walk before me, and be thou perfect." Walk before me and be perfect. So here you see again the rebirth of the dynamic of the halakhic metaphor in, in the Bible. The metaphor of walking with the Lord. And, and we are going to, to substitute sometimes some words and we are going to make questions uh, before my presentation ends here. Um, because, because let me tell you something. Here is starting with the case of Noah, with the case of Abraham, and with the case of Enoch, a metaphor that is going to extend not only to walk with God, but to walk in the things that belongs to the Lord. For example, if the, if the Lord is speaking, is the word of the Lord, is the commandment of the Lord. The Hebrew is going to call the misvots of the Lord. And those who are faithful to the word of the Lord are walking in the misvots of the Lord, in the commandments of the Lord, in, in, in the teachings of the Lord. And you are going to see that. And that is the building up of the faithfulness in the entire Old Testament. 1 Kings chapter 8, 61. 1 Kings chapter 8, 61. 1 Kings chapter 8, 61. The Bible says, let your heart Therefore, be perfect with the Lord our God. Let your heart, therefore, be perfect with the Lord our God. To walk in his statutes and to keep his commandments as at this day. So, what, what is the thing here? Now the teachings are substituting the person of the Lord because 
the commandments. We are saying that the commandments, what are the teaching about the law of God? Is the reflection of the character of the law. So when, when we are reflecting the character of the Lord, are we going to keep the commandments? Of course. Of course. So, so share that, you know, share that, because that is, that is a misunderstanding uh, between or among our brothers, evangelicals, and sometimes um, uh, Catholics, and, and they are good people, by the way, but we are not, you know, emphasizing sometimes maybe the right point, because, because here the Bible says that when we are walking one with the Lord, we are practicing all the things that he has teaching. That's simple. And we are not, we are not doing that uh, to, to tell them, hey, we are perfect. We are doing this. And we are going to, to, to show off ourselves. No, that is not the meaning. That, that is not the meaning of Abraham. That is not the meaning for Enoch. That is not the meaning of Noah. That is not the meaning of, of the Lord Jesus. Because, because the center of the point is that they enjoy walking with the Lord. That, that is the point. What, what, let's, let's go to Psalms. Let's go to the book of Psalms. And uh, let's go to the book of Psalms, and we are going to to be um, in Psalms um, 119, Psalms 119, verse 1, and, um, and see what the Bible says, and you are going to see the dynamics of this, of this topic again, bless are the undefiled in the way who what? Walk. Walking what? Walk in the law of the Lord. It's not any, not any law, not a common law, not, is the law of the Lord. Why? Because the law of the Lord is reflecting the character of the owner and the maker and the creator of the world. And you are blessed. The Bible says that. You are blessed. My question is that sometimes when I say, how are you? Some people say, I'm blessed. Okay. Blessed are those who are walking in the law of the Lord. So you can learn to say, I'm blessed. Do you? That's, that's interesting. I, I, I enjoy, let me tell you this. So let's, let's visit for a moment. And, um, and for a moment means a short reflection, the book of Micah, book of the prophet Micah, chapter six, verse eight. And you, you are going to see again the, the, this topic and the dynamic that it has and, um, and how it operates, how it functions in, 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 into that. That is, probably is a, is a short verse, 
Um, sometimes um, you heard a presentation regarding that, but it's a wonderful reflection and deep spiritual connection regarding this same topic um, that is justification by faith in the Old Testament. You know, Micah 6, 8, and uh, he had shoe with thee, O man, what is good. And what doth the Lord require to thee? But to do how? Justly. And what? To love mercy. To love mercy. To enjoy in the mercifulness spirit of anyone who practice. And to what? And to walk humbly with thy God. Halak. Halak. That is part of the halakic metaphor. And you can find yourself if you have a software that permits you to work to work with to work with um, Hebrew and Greek. Uh, you can search halak, and you are going to find out all all the connections regarding that. Because it is it is of course what you need to do, because it is a very it's a word that is going to be very very common in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. So you need to connect walk and God. Because if not, you are going to find out walk across the Old Testament and there is a lot. But here my point is not, hey, thank you, is not walking in any direction or alone or something like that. It's walking with God. And, and here it is, it is the point. What is, what is good? What does the Lord require to thee but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God? So, so when, when you begin to think now about justification by faith and the meaning, I, my question is, uh, do you see any complexity in this? Do you need, do you see any kind of theological complexity in this? Because sometimes my wife says, you, you are, you are, you are complex, Daniel, you know, you, you are not easy going in the presentation. So I, I say, well, I am trying to, to make an effort of myself to, to, to put this thing clearly because this is, this is a easy going teaching, but you need to go to the essence. Because if, if you enter into the, the New Testament and you are going to start with, um, you know, discussions regarding uh, justice that is imputed and uh, justice that is imparted, and justice in that uh, you you enter into another kind of thing. But in the Hebrew minded, it's like to, I'm going to enter into a very big point of critique to myself. It's like you know several computers and software systems that are very complex, 
And, and when you go to the Hebrew mind, it is very simple. It's relationship. It's, it's based upon relations. Uh, let me, let me tell you what is, what is the point here. When you think about perfection, sometimes there is a big discussion. Perfection or perfectionism. But according to the Bible, is the man perfect? I am perfect. It, the perfection is not centered into ourselves. It's centered into the Lord. Who is perfect is God. What we need to do is to walk perfectly with Him who is perfect. And His perfection is going to come to us. That is the concept. Who is just? I am not just. The Lord is just. What we need to do is to walk perfectly with him and his justice is going to come to me. I do have faith. Well, sometimes my faith is, is, is very, very, but who is the faithful? We, we were talking about that. What is the root of Femuna? Um, well, uh, we, we, we mentioned that. We, we said in the moment in which we are singing, great is thy faithfulness. The Wilson's word is Emuna. Faith. So who is the center of the faith? The Lord. And when we are walking, Perfectly with the Lord, His faithfulness is going to be micro-reflected into our own experience. And that is the dynamic. So for me, the concept of walking with the Lord is, is very, very important. And of course, uh, look what the Bible says. To walk humbly. With the Lord. Sometimes we, we, we have some problems with that. Oh Lord, we want to go into this direction. Mm, I don't recommend that. My recommendation is, says the Lord, go this way. Sometimes we take our shortcuts are putting in very big troubles. And, and to put our hands in the hands of the Lord. It's very, very simple. So think about how is our walking with the Lord? How are we walking today with the Lord? What is our relationship with the Lord? And you are going to start, I will say, um, a new vision, a new kind of life, a new kind of enriching experience in the relationship with the Lord. And you are going to grow spiritually much more because... You are going to be deep into that. And that, that, is, that is not the person, it's not the speaker. Please, it, it is very clear. It's coming from the Bible. Enoch, Enoch did it. Noah did it. Abraham did it. That is the experience of Job. I'm not bringing here human experiences of nowadays, but coming from the Bible. And that is centered into the same thing in which the, the Lord says... 
in the land, in the land, in the earth, the only one that was upright and perfect is this. And say to Satan, what are you doing here? If the earth is going to nominate one representative, that is not you. You were far away from heaven. But that is Job. Because he is perfect. He's upright. And he is too evil. And, um, and the Bible is very clear regarding that. So our point is why, how, how we are going to build our, our, um, relationship. Because in essence, our relationship with the church, um, is with the Lord. Is with the word of the Lord. The church is a moment in which we are going to build up our faith. And uh, that, in essence, is the moment in which our dynamic is centered into walking daily with, with the Lord. Um, um, I, uh, let me tell you something, and with this I'm going to finish in this line, five, five minutes. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes, the point is that he considers, so my understanding is that he considers that, uh, remember, that angels were in the meetings, uh, and, and Satan came up, and, but, but he called the attention to someone else that might the right to be there. That's what Ellen G. White says regarding the topic, by the way. And he says very clearly, uh, did, didn't you consider Job? And he began to, uh, to say, well, uh, he is your perfect. You give him this, you give him this, you give him this. So he says, if you take away all the things, you are going to see who is behind. You remember? It is verse 9 and 10. And after that, he lost all the elements of verse 3 and 2. But at the end, Job remains being faithful and unmovable. Unmovable. So what is the point? Is that at the end of chapter 1, verse 1, that is the character of Job, stays. Yes, character. Yeah, yeah. I'm not entering here in last generation, but it is you. You connected, and you are doing right. Interesting that you say that. You know, the, um, the substance and the family of Job is all gone, and in the end, that's thing too. But you see that his character is God's character. It is. It is. God's it is. No, 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 no. It's only a reflection. That is, that is, that is, that is the point. That is the essence of that. That, yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, of course it is a big point. And, uh, and, and it's a point in which you are beginning almost like to review everything. Uh, so I requested permission to say that because I don't want to enter into a fight or a war 
inside uh, our church. But our our reflection, my I say to the ministerial department, I've been part of until one month ago, uh, is that we need to go deep in the Bible into that because sometimes we are building up justification by faith in the word of other speakers, but we are missing the background that built up faith into the big men of God in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And we need to recapture those ideas. That's that's the that's the point. And and when you when you go that way, it's simple. It's not complex to understand. But it's deep. But it's is going to to put us ourselves in a in a close relationship with the Lord and with with the teachings with the with the word of God. Uh, and, and that is that is very 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 deep. Um, one minute, let me tell you that um, I miss that the metaphor of the the halakhic metaphor is missing in the translation in the New Testament. And, and please, came tomorrow, I'm going to talk about that because you are going to see that in the New Testament there was, uh, there was a kind of change uh, in the translation. I'm going to emphasize or point the, the topic. I'm not going to criticize the Bible translations, but I'm going to give you what is the background idea in the New Testament because some of the authors, remember something, Septuagint is a translation of Hebrew um, word or, or vocabulary of the Old Testament. And, and we are going to recapture the topic in which we were uh, talking yesterday because... Um, I think that in these days we need to recapture the concept of walking with God personal, in family, as a church, as a movement. And we need that. Let's have a word of prayer and uh, we are going to meet together tomorrow. Father in heaven, thank you for these moments in which we were reflecting your word. Thank you for your word, Father. Because it's bringing hope, bringing hope and salvation into our spirits. And uh, Father, help us and teach us to learn how we might be able to walk with you from now on. In Jesus' name, Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.